Welcome to Sounds of Brass. Sounds of Brass. Today's show is presented to you by Graham Cruikshank from Melbourne, Australia. Sounds of Brass is sponsored by Marcus Reynolds of stratusbrass.com, the embouchure specialist. Cushion the blow with Stratus Encore Pro and achieve new heights in your playing. Visit stratusbrass.com. Now it's over to Graham Cruikshank in Melbourne, Australia for some great brass band music. Enjoy the show! Hello, Graham Cruikshank, Sounds of Brass, and hope you're well. What's been happening recently for you? For me, still lots of music, lots of playing. Feeling better now compared to the last couple of weeks. Definitely on the recovery, which is good. Might have passed it on to my son, which is usually the case, isn't it? Pass it on to a family member that you love. <laughs> but he's going well. But yes, lots of music. Um, what are we going to start the show with? We start with a show with something from Williams Fairy Band on their CD that I have played a couple of times. 80 Greatest Hits for Brass Band back in 2014 when published. And this one's the Baritone Aria. <laughs> Thank you. 
beautiful piece. Really enjoyed that one. It's definitely one piece that you would have maybe at a play out. Um, if you know people walk around, just nice atmospheric kind of piece. Really enjoy that one. Baritone aria. Not too difficult. Very easy to follow. Uh, not trying to show off anything. Just a very peaceful piece. Very good. So, the next one. Oh God, Our Helping Ages Past by the Grimethorpe Colliery Band. And this is on the CD, your 20 favourite hymns. Before I mentioned um, about, you know, the music and playing music, and just recently um, I went on Facebook and published and made, I suppose, public the fact that playing E-flat bass and having a go of it. And I've had actually um, a real good response from it, which is which is very exciting, especially coming from bass trombone, going to E-flat bass, and I've had a lot of support, which is fantastic. Don't know if I'm going to continue it. I most likely will. I do like the bass end of the band, and it gives me another challenge. Bass trombone for me is quite easy. E-flat bass is definitely a bit more of a challenge. What are your thoughts on that, especially going to another instrument? If you've been years on a certain instrument, feel very comfortable, and then get asked to step onto another instrument. How have you found it? I'd love to know the big jumps. Um, back in the 90s, the soprano cornet uh, from my hometown band, One Thank You Simpsons Band. Hello, if you're listening. Uh, the cornet player, the soprano cornet player, was there for years, years sitting on the seat, and he's a, a farmer with uh, a dairy dairy farm and actually got kicked in the mouth in the jaw by one of the cows and because he can't play soprano anymore obviously as most of you will know just a heavy restriction with instruments in the range you know in the detail you have to give with the instrument you have to have pretty good chops and he ended up going straight to double b flat bass so that's probably the biggest jump uh ever in a brass band, as you would probably agree. Soprano to double bass. And he went really well. Still plays bass, purely out of comfort now, which is fantastic. So the next one on the list is, I mentioned before, your 20 favourite hymns by Grimethorpe Colliery Band. This is back in 1995. So band's obviously still amazing then. And yes, I'm talking about the time of we're looking at the brass uh, off movie during that time when Grimethorpe was definitely a fantastic band to listen to. And one of the only bands actually to listen to as far as publishing CDs, for me, listening to CDs, it was very hard to get hold of any recordings from overseas. And so Grimethorpe was the first band I've heard. So it's, it's good to hear that they're still going fantastic. Right, here we go. fantastic hymn which is probably a hymn that we've all played at services especially Anzac services here over in Australia probably the same uh, similar services over in the UK actually there'd be an interesting thing when do you play this hymn over in the UK and Pharrell um, if you're listening from America when would you play that hymn moving on talking about 
Overseas. This is the Canadian Staff Band. What a, what a fantastic band. On their CD, The First Ten Years, Montreal Citadel. March, Montreal, Citadel. What I love about this, and this is something that's definitely brought up in brass bands over here, both by players and adjudicators, is the tempo of a march. Uh, a while ago, it was very exciting to play a march more at a faster tempo to really, I suppose, liven it up, to give it more character, more colour to, to brighten it. But recently, maybe in the last 10 years, the, the push is definitely is to slow it down. And remember when adjudicators saying uh, it, the bands are playing marches like what, uh, wild ferrets, which is you know absolutely going crazy, and you can really picture it there if the tempo's going too fast. But for that one, that's a nice, it's almost a nice waddle, isn't it? Nice, slow, 
good tempo for a march. Just to really step it out. It's good to hear bands playing it. Definitely changes the, the feel and the character of a march. So, moving on to Corey Bands, uh, Celtic Fever, uh, and this is on the CD, The Welsh Heroes. The Welsh Heroes, I have played this a number of times, but it's such a good CD. Back in 2011, what have I played on this? Oh, the Rasputin Rivers of Babylon, uh, that mix, and some other ones, probably Patricia, Cool Coordinates. Uh, the Crimea River, I know that I've played that. So, yeah, very, very good CD. This is done 12, uh, 11 years ago and still very, very you know, popular, very good CD. Uh, I remember, um, I think a couple of weeks ago, I talked about going on Spotify and seeing how many times certain tracks are played on the CD. And on this one, uh, the most popular one is the main theme from Backdraft. I think I talked about this on even. And that's at 102,000 listens. And then you've got the other pieces. It's hanging around the 10,000, maybe 20,000, kind of, you know, that. A little bit less. But then for a main theme of a movie to be at 102, that's, that's just crazy. Just a different, what people are wanting to listen to rather than the whole city, certain tracks. Anyway. Here we go.
root piece very fast. And um, I'm not look, I'm not I'm not pointing out saying it's too fast because I did talk about the march and everything then uh, slowing down. But that piece obviously works really well fast. It reminds me of another piece I forgot who wrote it, Gale Force, which we've all played. And I think it's even written that the, you take the tempo really fast. And that's all I ever knew about the piece. It's it's just this kind of skips along, really difficult to follow, especially euphonium with the kind of melody. And it's just you know in an insane piece to play. Uh, definitely not for like lower bands to really attack it. More of that upper bands to try and challenge it. And what's interesting is that on the on the soundtrack, Hans Zimmer soundtrack to Sherlock Holmes. He actually plays during his boxing scene in Sherlock Holmes. You probably know this, one of the first scenes where Sherlock breaks down the fight before it happens and knows what he's going to do in the return punches and everything like that. Very good scene, very well done. But during that scene, the, the soundtrack is gale force, but it's slowed right down and it's a totally different style. And... It just blew me away. It's like, you know what? That actually works even better than skipping along fast is having it slow down almost that, you know, a nice, you know, Irish kind of uh, skip to it, slow it down. Um, you'd think that I'd be leaning into Gale Force. I'm not, not, sorry, to lead you on there in case that, that just came to mind. Next one I'm going to play is um, Trinidad's town band. Uh, they're legends of Safartha which is a really good piece. Hope you enjoy it too. Thank you. 
Grant Crookshank sounds of brass Melbourne here and if that's the first time you've heard the piece how amazing and blown away are you you probably like me when I hear a fantastic piece just trying to trying to find out anything about it writing it down uh, as a conductor and going okay how much is it and it's it's a fantastic piece it's definitely one that deserves you just to sit down and listen to blasting maybe blasting the eardrums with headphones so just you might be embarrassed as other people around or if you're home by yourself it's it's an exciting piece legends of so far and <laughs> no, I really enjoyed that one so moving on we're going to calm it down now with Corey Vans share my yoke Share My Yoke 
like Corey Band on their CD, just Corey. So we're going to move on to Jan van der Roost, Sinopora uh, Suite. This is on their fantastic CD, Der Wieners van der Open Nederlands Fanfare.
there we go, Sinopora Suite by Jan van der Roost. And look, I know we're on a brass band radio station, but I'm going to talk a little bit about concert band. And the reason being is that I've just recently started conducting concert band for the first time this year. And it's been very exciting because for me, it's completely stepping away from brass band, still playing, but to be conducting a concert band and dealing with a lot of the woodwind. And a lot of my research has been the music that concert bands, I suppose, modern, especially modern concert band repertoires, what's it looking like? And I ended up going, leaning heavily towards uh, Dutch composers, especially Jan van der Roost, um, De May, who's the other one. There's a lot of Dutch uh, writers, and even Philip Spark, not just Dutch, sorry. I shouldn't say that. A lot of composers writing concert band music. And concert band music that's used both in brass band and concert band, it's, it's a different sound, and it's making me appreciate the, the writing of this music and something like that in the Singapore Suite, you can almost hear that it's it's it can be used for a concert band setting, especially how it's set up with the top end clarinets and flutes playing certain parts. So it's yeah, it's interesting to hear what pieces work but for both bands, and certain pieces, I suppose, can only really work for a brass band setting. Not not going to be splitting hairs with that, but I've come across that. I'd like to know your opinion with that too because I'm only starting to explore this especially for music to use for a concert band so let me know what brass band pieces uh, that transfers over it's very exciting times so moving along talk about uh, Philip Spark an amazing composer as, as you know I don't have to tell you that The Land of the Long White Cloud what an amazing piece so this is done by the New Zealand National Youth Brass Band back in 2000 when they put on CD. Hope you enjoy.
What an amazing piece. Really enjoy the one, especially, you know. For me, I don't, I'm one of those people that enjoy sitting down listening to test pieces. And look, you probably are too. Maybe secretly, maybe openly, it, it works. Either way, I'm not judging. Who am I to judge? But uh, some, play, some players only like listening to, I suppose, short pieces. You know, short, sharp and loud, something exciting. But I quite like the long pieces. I'll sit there for a national contest and listen to all the own choices that we have over here in Australia. Um, talk about contests, talk about national setting. Um, I won't go too far into it, but the number of pieces you play, one being a test and one being an own choice. And the own choice is very exciting because the bands get to really feature what their, I suppose, their highlights are, their strengths. So the piece, pick pieces for that. And it's always good hearing different pieces there. I remember when I lived over in Edinburgh and played with the, with brass bands there. Dale Keith Monson Hall Band, if you're listening, hello. I am getting messages continue, continually from you. Fantastic band. And anyway, played in the contest there and it was one piece. And I couldn't believe it. It's like, well, I'm used to four pieces at a contest spread over three days, day of marching in between. It's it's a big thing. It's a big drinking sesh. It's a big social sesh as well. And no, no, the nationals over UK, one piece. I remember walking off stage and going, I kind of feel cheated. I want to keep going. What if I could play again with another band? But obviously can't on the day. Um, but yeah, one, one piece almost makes it harder, doesn't it? Because you only get one chance. You can't hide behind other pieces and go, well, hopefully I do really well on the hymn. No, you get one chance. <laughs> right, we're coming to the end of a show. Mm. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you if you're downloading and tuning in, especially to this show. I'm, I'm very humbled and happy that I've had a number of likes and a number of follows uh, just on this this show, which is fantastic. I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying. And as I mentioned before, if you want anything else, definitely write in, let me know. I'm, I'm happy to try and play other things. Um, so last piece, uh, Celtic Sweet. Men of Harlech, which is a, a fantastic piece. Really enjoyed this one. It's one of those ones that it kind of shoots, suits the show and suits any play uh, concert. It's it's that something that you have excited at the end, right at the end to celebrate brass band life. <laughs> and this is on the CD, A Short Ride in a Brass Machine, which is uh, an intemperance band. Uh, Tom, Tom Winnell's. Temperance Band back in 2009. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much for listening and look forward to catching up with you next week.
Thank <laughs> you.